Welcome to this special edition of A Visit to the Pastor's Study. It's an open forum, and it's your time to call with your questions about the Bible, biblical teachings, and practical Christian living. Whatever's on your mind, call 631-955-5400 to be on the program, or text your question to Pastor Bill at 516-367-0391. Now, here's your host for today's open forum, Pastor Bill Shishko. And this is Pastor Bill Shishko with your host for today's visit to the pastor's study, inviting your calls for our monthly open forum, the live call-in number, as you heard, 631-955-5400. Hope you'll jot it down, 631-955-5400. Or text questions. Put these under Pastor Bill. You can text your questions anytime during the week at 516-367-0391, and your texted questions shape the show, as it were, as you'll find out in today's program. We have two questions from a listener, and they're quite timely as we face the beginning of a new year. I have a guest pastor to help me, as I usually do with our open forums, Pastor Jonathan Holst of Westminster Orthodox Presbyterian Church in Hamden, Connecticut. Hey, welcome, Pastor John. Hi, Pastor Bill. Good to have you with us today. I love your lilting Welsh accent. Okay, here's the first question from the listener, and I'll let you start, Pastor Holst. As a pastor, are you are you in favor of making New Year's resolutions? And if so, would you suggest some, please? There you go, Pastor Holst. Uh, I am in favor of making these resolutions. Uh, I don't do it to great deal myself and uh, should be somewhat admonished by this uh, listener's question. I can recall a few years ago reading in a, a magazine called Table Talk, which you'll know, Pastor Bill, um, reading an article there by a man called Burke Parsons, and he picked apart the introduction to Jonathan Edwards' resolutions, which he... Um, which he wrote down, I think, when he was 19 years old. Uh, and uh, four good points were made there, which I, I've kept with me. Um, if we are going to make New Year's resolutions, uh, then we need to ask, what's the resolu- resolution for? Or more to the point, who is it for? Is it for me and you know, my own uh, self-promotion and narcissism? Or is it for God and his glory? Um, I've actually managed to dig out the opening words of uh, Edwards's comments, a bit of a preamble, you could say, to his resolutions. And, and he writes, being sensible that I'm unable to do anything without God's help, yeah. I do humbly entreat him by his grace to enable me to keep these resolutions so far as they're agreeable to his will mm. for Christ's sake. And that last part, for Christ's sake, uh, I think that's the foundation we have to start on with all of life, of course, but particularly about resolutions. Um, And then, prayerfully, we need to ask ourselves, are these resolutions sensible? Or or perhaps I should uh, turn that around a little. We should prayerfully ask God to help us arrive at sensible resolutions. The Lord tells us uh, in writing of James that uh, we don't have because we don't ask, and we should ask for wisdom. Uh, and, and in this matter, we certainly need divine wisdom to guide us to realistic resolutions, because 
unrealistic or unattainable goals can be so self-defeating, can't they? Yeah, sure, exactly. Um, and, and if we're going to lay hold of sensible resolutions, uh, then we have to outwork them depending on Christ and his spirit. If we're resolving to serve the Lord in the coming year, mindful of our weakness, then any Christian with, with half an ounce of spiritual wisdom uh, would be saying, now because I am a weak sinner, I need the enabling of the Lord Jesus and his spirit. And we will pray continually for that. Uh, it's true that in Christ we can do all things. But we need to ask. We need to be in prayer. And, and, and thus uh, do that which is agreeable to Christ's will. Um, and then, also I think it's helpful to remember uh, in the matter of resolutions, uh, the, the whole question of humility. Uh, if we're sensible to our own limitations, if we're dependent on Christ and his spirit to guide us, then we won't be trying to step forward in, in pride and personal strength, but uh, we'll be humbly entreating the Lord by his grace to enable us, as uh, Jonathan Edwards put it. Um, I think that New Year's resolutions, or any resolution for that matter, can have a, a key place in one's personal sanctification. And it's the Holy Spirit that sanctifies us, so humility has to be uh, key to this. As with any aspect of our personal growth in grace, um, we step forth to work out our salvation with fear and trembling, and, and that's humility. Yes. So, new uh, resolutions, yes, do they have to be at the new year? No. <laughs> but they have to be for God's glory, and they have to be um, sensible to our own limitations, they have to be outworked in divine dependence and in that spirit of humility. Pastor, there, I'm just borrowing from Jonathan Edwards. Yeah, I'm interested, when you refer to the article on Table Talk, at the beginning, did, did you say he picked apart Edwards' resolutions or the critically, or he just opened them, explained them a bit more? I wasn't quite sure what you were getting at there. Uh, he explained them. Oh, explained them. Okay. He explained right. just yeah. preamble. I, I, I so appreciate you, you thinking of those, because when I was preparing for the program, I, I thought, I, you take out a concordance, and, and so I looked, is there anything like the word resolution or even resolve? And there isn't that word used, at least in, in standard concordances. You had them, uh, Joshua. Mm -hmm. you know, as for me and my house, we will serve sure, the Lord. Sure, I thought of that, yeah. Yeah, but I so appreciate you reminding us of Edwards' resolutions, which you can get on the Internet. The one, uh -huh. that, the one that impacted me so much of the many is resolve to live every day as if it were my last day. Mm -hmm. Well, if there, were, yep. if there was only one, that would be excellent. Yeah, I, I, I appreciate you giving the framework for that. I mean, Jesus, Jesus saying, without me, you can do nothing. I mean, that, mm -hmm. that has to undergird all of our resolutions. I, I yeah. tended to think of them more in terms of, of as you did, self-assessment and even planning 
And and those things are are really things that we really that's a better part of our humanity is this is to assess ourselves, plan things, and so on. I think of Proverbs sixteen nine: the mind or the heart of a person plans his ways. And there, there would be something like a new year, a resolution. Sure. But, yeah, but yeah. the Lord directs his steps, which is what you're saying. You have to do these things under the sovereignty of God. Uh, Proverbs nineteen twenty one: Many are the plans in a person's heart, but the counsel of the Lord it will stand. Again, your point in Edwards as well on Proverbs twenty one five, which I love: the plans of the diligent lead surely to advantage. I mean, we're made in. God's image, so we plan things. I, I think I would add to, to what Pastor Holst said, and, and I appreciate the question. Um, as a pastor, are you in favor of making New Year's resolutions? Um, New Year's resolutions are a little bit like the law of God in a way. We we sure. say we're yeah we're going to do yeah. these things, and it's not long. <laughs> Usually it's January first or the day after. Yeah, you know, we find that we're just not doing them the way we should. I mean, you are going to break your New Year's resolution. So, always say so thankful for the active obedience of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. No hope without it. Um, and and I appreciated Pastor Holst saying not just in the New Year. Don't confine your your resolutions to the to the New Year time. See our self righteousness will begin to kick in here. Oh, I've made a wonderful batch of, of New Year's resolutions, when in fact we need to, to make resolves every time we're reading the Word of God or sitting under the preaching of the Word or under the teaching of it. Uh, Isaiah, of the many examples, Isaiah in Isaiah chapter 6, he, he's he, he, he's in the presence of God, and God cleanses him, and, and he, he wants to hear what God says and go do it. So please, make your res, commit yourself to, to do what the Word of God says whenever you read it. And I'd also add, um, when you're partaking of the Lord's Supper, uh, that's a little bit right. kind of like, yeah, like a regular physical in a way, where we examine ourselves and our areas of failing, and we praise the Lord for his goodness, but also recommit ourselves um, pastoral talk daily self-examination. Talk about daily resolves in that regard. Well, uh, yes, there's in my mind uh, resolutions uh, should be part of that ongoing, continuous work of repentance. Um, they should be a tool or a, a regulator, almost yeah. uh, in our own self-assessment on, on a daily basis, uh, as you say, but also uh, the Lord will give us doorways, perhaps, in our life. I've just started a new job. What's entailed in this? What are my strengths? What are my weaknesses? What do I need to resolve to be alert to? Or um, you mentioned Lord's Supper. Um, I mean, Pastor Bill, do you know how many children and adults you've baptized over the years? Oh, <laughs> Don't, I don't remember. But every time uh, an adult or a child is baptized, uh, there's a call, which sometimes a minister will make explicit, yes. to other Christians watching to, to build on their own baptism. Yes, yes. Um, and, and, and then, as you say, there's the, the Lord's Supper. There, my, my point is simply that uh, you talk about uh, an ongoing daily self-assessment, and, and, and you know, I agree with that, and the Lord gives us certain 
key opportunities, which aren't going to come at January the 1st. Right. They'll come at different times of the year. Right. And they should be uh, part of the, the, the flow of our Christian life. And, and at those points, we seek to nail our colors to the mast, if only for our own sake, with a resolution. Yeah, uh, you remind me, too, even when we hear vows taken, people come into church mm-hmm. membership and take their vows, sure, or sure. they're baptized, or they have their children baptized, or marriage vows. Um, mm-hmm. the, these are also times for us to renew our own vows, which really mm-hmm. which really are resolutions, yeah. yeah the, 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 the questioner asked, too, Pastor Holes, would you suggest some some New Year's resolutions? Maybe one or two that stand out in your mind. Uh, the, the basics. The, I would encourage people to focus on uh, the basic, let's call them the regular and simple disciplines of Christian life, uh, such as Bible reading, prayer. Uh, if you're a member of a family, perhaps head of a household, family devotions. But also, uh, I I would encourage people uh, to begin to think outside their own lives uh, and see how they can use resolutions to invite others in and show the love and hospitality of the kingdom. Um, It might be as simple as, okay, here's my budget, here's my spare time. I resolve that I am going to invite people into my home once a quarter for this year. Um, I've known others who, who've made a, um, a resolution uh, to invite every member in their church into their home in a set period. Now, in, in some churches, one could do that in 12 months. In other churches, um, that would take several years. Uh, we have a, a friend who resolved to invite all their neighbors into their home, family by family, oh, as a means of outreach. Excellent. So there are some examples, and I know also, as you mentioned, um, such commitments are made, and uh, we could be charitable and say life happens, um, but then I'd encourage people to look to Elijah. Yeah. He challenged the people of God on Mount Carmel to make a resolution. Yes, exactly. exactly. But what happened to him a short time later? He flees to Mount Sinai and uh, appears, if I understand the scriptures correctly, appears to have uh, something of a, a struggle of faith. Yes, yes, exactly. Interesting. Yeah, I, I, would, I would add what Pastor Hull said, and I agree completely with those. <laughs> Number one, read in the new year. With the modern media, we're losing our ability to process information by reading. So reading good books, and of course the best book to read is your Bible, if you'd like a reading schedule for the year, we can provide one for you. You can just email me at, w, at, at visitpastorbill at gmail.com. We can get one of those for you. You've got to text your name and address, though, or I can't send it to you. Also, use trustworthy guides for your Bible reading if you want one of the older commentaries that's excellent. Matthew Henry's commentary, you might want to prefer an abridged version. The full version is quite lengthy. Um, or if you want something more recent, InterVarsity Press's the, the New Bible Commentary for the 21st Century is very helpful. Okay, so that's that's the first question from our listener. There's, a, there's another one, uh, but you're going to have to wait to hear it. Um, if you'd like to call in with your question, 631-955-5400. 
and a number for texted questions anytime in the week, 516-367-0391. Text them to Pastor Bill. But now, this message from The Voice of a Visit to the Pastor's Study. That great city, New York. Metropolitan New York is the largest city in the United States. And with a population of over 20 million people, Metro New York is one of the largest cities in the world. And what's more, Metro New York is home to people from every nation of the world. To reach Metro New York is to reach the world. But churches faithful to historic Reformation Christianity in the Metro New York area are few and far between. The mission fields of Metro New York are America's richest and most neglected. Reformation Metro New York is an agency by which the Orthodox Presbyterian Church is planting and developing biblically faithful churches and church ministries in the Metro New York area. Through Reformation Metro New York, you can help promote the outreach of this program, a visit to the pastor's study, and other projects designed to further the ongoing reformation of the church. That and church planting are the great passions of Reformation Metro New York. For more information, check out the website at at ReformationMetroNY.org, where you'll get a personal look at the ministries of the churches, pastors, evangelists, and teachers of the Orthodox Presbyterian Church in the area, and you'll learn how you can be a part of our labors. We need your help. Here's the site again, ReformationMetroNY.org. Thanks for your interest and your help. Remember that great city, New York. To reach Metro New York is to reach the world. Now back to today's edition of A Visit to the Pastor's Study. Pastor Bill Shishko here with you in an open forum. It is the second question that came from our listener. Given the decline in our culture, are you pessimistic or optimistic about the new year, Pastor Holst? A good question. Yeah. I think uh, to give a biblical and, uh, let us say, correct response to this question, uh, one or two uh, other points need to be made first. I think uh, in the world we live in, we're, continue, or we're increasingly presented uh, with the idea that what goes around comes around. Um, I, I grew up just before... Alec Guinness at Star Wars started telling us all, may the force be with you. And, and uh, since then, we've uh, been inundated with the idea of the cycle of successive existence, the wheel of life, what goes round, comes round, and so on. And, and uh, that's great for the movies. But it does not reflect the linear nature of God's dealings with humanity. Ever since God intervened in the Garden of Eden, he had promised uh, that there would be a struggle against evil, that those who uh, biologically uh, came from the woman, uh, that some of them, like her, would be opposed to the evil one and struggle until that struggle came to the climax of Christ Jesus and his victory over the evil one. Uh, so uh, the passage of time and history works toward that inevitable end that's been divinely appointed by God, where um, the kingdoms of this world will all become the kingdoms of the Lord Jesus Christ. So, since that is the, the real, the actual trajectory of history, um, 
I'd prefer to introduce a third category. It's not a case of am I pessimistic, am I optimistic as I look to 2019. I hope I'm biblically realistic. Christ makes it clear that there will be comfort and there'll be pain. There's going to be growth and there'll be declension. There'll be righteousness and there'll be sin. But all those are at his, well, at his behest, at his control. And, and all those are outworking his, his intents. He works all things for our good and for his own glory, we'd say. So in 2019, I see tremendous opportunity for the gospel but I think some of these opportunities will come in um, a national or, or regional um, maybe even um, local church or, or local district and family disruption in judgment uh, I think a nation such as ours if I can own the USA as my nation um, even though I'm not actually a citizen, so I should be careful. But a nation such as this, which is literally hell-bent on killing so many children in utero, it's not headed to a good place. Especially when so many in the church, in the visible church at least, they, they're crying, peace, peace, when there is no peace. But for those willing to speak for our Lord and Savior, this brings great opportunity. Yes. Absolutely. Um, now, that opportunity might be increasingly closer to the opportunities that fathers in the faith like uh, Pastor Wang Yi of the Early Rain Covenant Church yes. are experiencing right now. Yes, yes. So, um, the listener asks, am I optimistic or pessimistic looking to 2019? Well, I'll avoid the question. <laughs> and say, I, hope, I hope I'm biblically realistic. <laughs> Pastor Holst, just in a minute or so that you have left for your part of the program, tell us a little bit about where you minister. Uh, I serve in Hamden, Connecticut. Uh, our town butts up against New Haven, so we feel the influence of Yale University and uh, quite a number of other universities roundabout. Um, everything uh, that a person who's traveled through New England um, would expect is probably true of us here. Uh, we have some New York Yankees, we have Connecticut Yankees, we have uh, a variety of people that come, some seeking to know the Lord, others have already resolved uh, their need to turn to Christ for salvation uh, and recognize him as their only hope in this life and the next. Well, in the name of the church, Pastor Holson, your contact information. Uh, we're Westminster Presbyterian Church. Uh, we're located at 565 Shepherd Avenue. Uh, you can reach me or one of the other elders in the church. Um, the phone number is 203-288-8161. Okay. Or you can uh, visit our website, which is www.westpresopc.org. Excellent. 
And that's in Hamden, Connecticut. Thanks, Pastor Holes, for being my guest pastor today. Let me just in the in the council from the pastor's study section put something in the, the framework of what Pastor Holes said to the question, given the decline in our culture, are you pessimistic or optimistic about the new year? I'm always optimistic, and I think you should be too, uh, because pessimism comes because we watch the news, as they call it, and read newspapers more than we read our Bibles and believe God's promises. I mean, how can you not be optimistic when God says he works all things together for good to those who love him and are the called according to his purpose? Um, see, we, we, we should not judge the progress of the gospel by what we see in our own nation, the apostasy that Pastor Holst has referred to here, and, and it's, it's, it's horrible outworkings. But don't be nearsighted. Why be optimistic? All authority in heaven and on earth is given to the Lord Jesus Christ. And the gospel is still God's power unto salvation, and God's truth endures to all generations, and God will get glory in his church through Jesus Christ in all generations, and the light does shine in the darkness, and the darkness does not overcome it. So with all of the realism of a world under the curse, let's be optimistic about our reigning God. Hey, thanks to my guest, Pastor Jonathan Holst of Westminster Orthodox Presbyterian Church in Hamden, Connecticut, for being my guest today. And thank you for listening today. Privileged to be a pastor to you through the medium of radio. Check out the archives of past Visit to the Pastor's Study programs at sermonaudio.com. It has all of them, or you can go to our own website, and Visit to the Pastor's Study, or you can visit thepastorsstudy.org, or you can just email me for information, visitpastorbill at gmail.com. Uh, visit pastorbill at gmail.com or 516-593-1507. That'll get you right to my study, 516-593-1507. Remember, Sunday is the Lord's Day. Be sure to set apart time to worship the Lord in a church that is faithful to the Word of God. And remember that everyone needs a pastor. You've been listening to a special open forum edition of A Visit to the Pastor's Study, a ministry of Reformation Metro New York Incorporated and the Orthodox Presbyterian Churches of Metropolitan New York and Connecticut. For more information on the program, check out our website at www.visitthepastorstudy.org. That's www.visitthepastorstudy.org. Listen in next Saturday at 1 p.m. for another open forum edition of a visit to the pastor's study. Remember, everyone needs a pastor.